financially tuned. Whether it's a high-performance engine or an orchestra, there's a significant difference between being slightly out of tune or perfectly in tune. The same is true of your finances. When your financial plan is even slightly out of tune, you may be paying too much for taxes, exposing yourself to too much risk, or retiring without a sound income plan. And like the conductor of an orchestra or skilled mechanic, Eric Cheek of Nevada Retirement Planners is the professional who helps to potentially get everything financially tuned. For the past 24 years, Eric Cheek has provided current, insightful advice for seniors, retirees, and those preparing for retirement. Eric works one-on-one -on -one with each of his clients to take the confusion and mystery out of the issues that threaten financial peace of mind. Contact Eric at 775-674-2222 or on the web at nvretirementplanners.com. And now here's Eric Cheek to help you find out how to be financially tuned. Hello and welcome to Financially Tuned. My name is Eric Cheek from Nevada Retirement Planners. Now, if you'd like to contact us, you can give us a call at 775-674-2222 or visit our website at www.nvretirementplanners.com. Now, stay tuned because later on in the show, we're going to have a special offer for you, so don't change that channel. Now, today, we're going to talk about some of the most common myths that surround retirement and hopefully dispel some of the misconceptions. After all, when it comes to retirement planning, there is no shortage of conventional wisdom, albeit much of it is just simply wrong. Now, some people think that investing in their company's retirement plan is enough to retire or that Social Security will provide for them, but those ideas, uh, they're oftentimes, they conflict with the actual numbers. So we're going to get into this a little deeper. We're going to dig a little bit deeper into these uh, retirement myths. Oh, that sounds like a great show. Uh, I can't wait for that one, Eric. Eric, great to talk to you again today. Good to do the show with you. Uh, how was your uh, week? How have you been? Week's been great. Uh, you know, we did this show just about a month ago, Tony, and I got such a response. Uh, folks calling in wanting to uh, set up complimentary consultations. I decided that we should do it again. Obviously, we touched on something there. So we've been real busy looking forward to uh, better weather uh, as spring yeah. unfolds and all that good stuff. Get out in the yard, get working and all those kind of things. But as far as the office, things are great. So uh, we're going to talk about all these several retirement myths that are out there that just aren't realistic. Uh, and you need to be aware of them. And uh, if you fall and pray to any of them, it's not too late to get back on track, uh, get on the right track. And we'll give you a few ideas on how to uh, help you do just that. Well, that sounds great. And you're right. I mean, we talked about some retirement myths uh, just a few weeks ago, and we're going to go over some of them and dig a little deeper. I think this is a good topic to focus on because I know, Eric, there are a lot of us who have based our retirement plans off notions we've heard, uh, despite how realistic they might be. I mean, I've always thought, before I started working with you, Eric, I thought, hey, I've got a 401k. I'm going to have Social Security and Medicare. I'm That's my retirement plan. Uh, and uh, that's a myth that you can just rely on that and don't need uh, an actual plan in place. So, um, What's going on? I mean, there are a lot of myths out there, aren't there? 
Yep. And, and that's just uh, that's just one of them. We'll get into that a little bit uh, further on the show. But one of the big misses is the idea you can wait a few years. I've heard this from, uh, you know, folks that are uh, even friends of mine. You know, I, you know, I, I got to get my son through college and then I'm going to start really putting some money behind or I'm going to wait for this one little milestone to get through. And, and you can wait a few more years until you start saving for retirement. Um, you know, when you're in your 20s, it's easy to push retirement savings and wait until later on in your career uh, to start investing. Um, your priorities could be like, I gotta get a new car, I wanna have fun, I wanna go on vacation, uh, paying off loans from college or saving up for a house. But in my mind, that doesn't fly as far as an excuse to put off savings. Uh, the earlier that you can get into the habit of saving for retirement, the uh, better off you'll be uh, in the future because your money will have all that much more time to compound and grow. So one of the old ideas to retirement was that you should just first pay off your mortgage, help the kids with college costs, then save for retirement. You know, this idea worked for some people back when life expectancies and the economy was different. But the reality is, is that you may need a bigger nest egg than the generations before you. So one of the best things you could do for your retirement is start saving as soon as possible and take advantage of the power of compounding returns uh, and time. The longer you wait to, stay, uh, to start saving, the more you'll have to uh, make up for down the road, which will make reaching your goals harder. Ultimately, yeah. uh, you know, it's just so important to start building your retirement security now so that your path to your golden years is gonna be more secure instead of um, easier to save, but the goal is harder to achieve. So uh, it, it's that it, it's a dilemma, but it's one that I want our listeners to, to understand why they shouldn't delay uh, that savings for their retirement. Well, and that's a great point. I mean, obviously you want to start stay, saving right away because you want to take advantage of that compounding interest. As you've mentioned to us before, that's really, really important. So what's another retirement myth that you'd like to shed some light on today? Well, um, the one is is the government will take care of your retirement. Now, you know, retirement income, it, it used to be what we call the three-legged stool. One part of your income came from Social Security. Another leg of the school was a company pension. And the third was money that you had set aside. Uh, but now everything has changed. Uh, pensions, for the most part, uh, have gone by the wayside. They've been replaced with a hybrid of pension and savings called defined contribution plans, 401k plans, for example. Meanwhile, the funds for Social Security program have been steadily dwindling. Uh, what was once uh, that three-legged stool for previous generations is now somewhat uh, wobbly two-legged stool. <laughs> well, I wouldn't uh, want to rely on a two-legged stool. Uh, I, I barely feel comfortable sitting on a three-legged stool. Uh, I know you like to have uh, four or five legs under that stool yep. for your clients, right? Yep. And plan B and plan C. So uh, I'm all yeah. about having... Uh, multiple plans, but when someone doesn't have a plan at all and they're just going to rely on their company uh, savings plan and Social Security, that's that's to me is not a plan at all. No, it really isn't. Now, do you think Social Security is going to be around 
for people to take advantage of? Well, the, the Social Security trustees report every year to Congress. Uh, the most recent report uh, is in, uh, they, they project that in 2034, that's 17 years away, the Social Security Trust Fund is expected to be depleted according to the Social Security Administration summary of the 2016 annual reports. Now that's of course, unless Congress enacts some reforms, but we can't hold our breath on that. Uh, so to land the retirement of your dreams, you're gonna have to make sure that your other assets make up for the less than ideal benefit that you may receive from Social Security. Uh, it'll be a nice supplement to have, but it definitely shouldn't be counted on as the only piece of your retirement income. Well, I think that's a good point. Uh, of course, I will point out, Eric, and as you know, and we've talked about this before, uh, this has come up before. I mean, in the 80s, I heard, hey, Social Security is only going to be around until this point. You know, in 1993, it's not going to be solvent anymore, and they're going to run out of money. And then it was 2003 or 2004, and then it, now it's 2034. So they keep making changes to prop it up and keep it going. But like you say, you know, it is a risk, obviously, uh, you know, in case they don't do that. Uh, but I think, you know, for our baby boomers, they're set, but maybe our kids aren't so set. So that's a good point. I'm well, glad you brought it up. Yeah. Well, how about you and I, Tony? Let, let's just say it's 17 years from now, I, I will definitely be retired. And uh, I paid into Social Security for many, yeah. many years, and I know what it's going to pay out when I reach my uh, retirement years. But uh, what would it be like for someone that is counting on a certain amount that comes in from a government uh, retirement program like Social Security, and all of a sudden you get a letter notifying you that uh, your benefit is going to be changed, uh, reduced, or something like that. So. Um, I'm, I'm just for myself and what I tell clients is uh, we're we're 99% certain it's going to be around. We just don't know how much it's going to pay and, and how solvent it's going to be unless they make some major changes. So uh, let's plan uh, or have a plan B. Uh, let's have our, our, uh, our, our money we're set aside in saving and investing. Let's get that money working and, and get a plan in place in case Social Security doesn't pay what it's uh, calculated to pay or there's some kind of reduction in benefits. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously that, that makes perfect sense. Now our time is just about up for this first segment. Eric, is there anything you want to add before we take a break here? Well, uh, you know, we talk about all these myths and bits of conventional wisdom out there when it comes to retirement. Now, while some of these ideas are right on track, a lot of it that I hear, Tony, is just dead wrong. And it's important to know the difference when it comes to planning for your golden years. So don't leave your retirement up to chance on outdated ideas. We're going to talk about some of those outdated ideas in the next segment. So choose to work with a financial professional like myself who can evaluate your unique financial situation and create a plan tailored to you and your goals. So if you'd like more information or set up a complimentary consultation with me, visit my website at nvretirementplanners.com or better yet, give me a call at the office at 775-674-2222 and just tell whoever answers the phone you heard on the radio you want to set up a complimentary consultation.
Do you ever feel like you need a retirement toolkit to help navigate your retirement? Retirement can be scary, but it doesn't have to be. With our Retirement Income Toolkit, you can get the information you need to help secure your retirement. This toolkit provides valuable information on income planning, asset allocation, tax planning, legacy planning, and more. Receive your Retirement Income Toolkit from Nevada Retirement Planners now by going to nvretirementplanners.com or by calling us at 775-674-2222. Welcome back to Financially Tuned with me, Eric Cheek from Nevada Retirement Planners. And as always, my co-host, Tony Shore. Now, the title of the show is Seven Retirement Myths, and we've been discussing how there are several myths out there when it comes to retirement, but a lot of them are simply inaccurate. Now, so far we've talked about waiting until it's easier to save, uh, but that's not really a, a great strategy and will force you to have to make up a lot of ground later on. Uh, we also discussed you cannot depend on your company or Social Security provide uh, for you uh, in retirement anymore. And there's plenty of other retirement myths out there aside from those two that we just discussed. Well, there are. I mean, there's a lot of them uh, that we could go over. Uh, what's the next one, Eric, that you'd like to discuss today? The next retirement myth that we should uh, dig into? Well, here's a big one that I come across almost on a daily basis. Another retirement myth is the idea that your company and Medicare will cover your health care costs during retirement. Now, according to Time Magazine, the percentage of employers who offered retiree health insurance dropped from 66% in 1988 to 36 uh, percent in recent years now the wow yeah so just think about that uh you know 30 years back uh people would retire and 66 percent of people their employer provided retiree health insurance uh, wow yeah that would be awesome wouldn't it it would and nowadays it's very unusual to have an employer that's willing to uh, extend those benefits to someone who is retired. Uh, in fact, yeah. according to the Employee Benefit Research Institute, they reported that only 13% of all private sector employers offered retiree medical benefits. Now that is great if you're one of the lucky few that have this sort of coverage, but for many Americans, they have to find a way to deal with increasing health insurance costs and premiums. Uh, but what about Medicare, you might ask? Well, you may not be able to rely on Medicare to pay for all your medical bills. Uh, in a study by Hewitt Associates, they found that healthcare expenses can cost retirees 20% of their annual income. And this percentage will grow even more over time as Medicare's fiscal problems continue uh, at their current rate. So the best thing you can do is to take matters into your own hands when it comes to planning for medical expenses in retirement. Uh, you know, consider options like supplemental medical insurance uh, uh, or long-term care insurance that may help keep you and your finances protected down the road. Wow. I mean, that statistic, only 13% of private sector employees are offered medical benefits after they retire. Uh, that's like winning the lottery. So yeah. if you, if your company offers medical benefits after you retire, consider yourself very fortunate. And I doubt that's going to continue. I, I see that going the way of the, well, I would say Buffalo, but there are more Buffalo than that. The, so. bu the buggy whip. Yeah, the buggy whip. 
Well, and these are great tips. I mean, I think it's obviously important that we plan properly and not rely on programs that might not completely be there uh, when we need them, uh, like Medicare and Social Security. So uh, what's the next myth that you want to discuss with us today, Eric? Well, another popular belief about retirement that isn't correct is that you'll only need 70 to 80% of your pre-retirement income in retirement. So that's like telling someone that walks into my office that, uh, great, I'm so happy that you're going to retire uh, next month. Uh, how are you going to cut back thirty to uh, you know twenty to thirty percent on your monthly needs? Uh, because Ouch. yeah, I mean, uh, great, I'm retiring well, no, and now I'm going to live on less money. You know, as much nobody as wants I, to take a pay cut. I, I mean, nobody wants to take a pay that kind of pay cut. I have Tony. I I, I have almost never uh, in my career ever. Uh, talked with someone planning for retirement that that in actuality says that uh, they're willing to take a, a pay cut. Most retirees have this one common goal. They want the paycheck to continue to come in. The last paycheck <laughs> from their employer, they want that similar paycheck to continue arriving uh, even though they're not working. So uh, as much as this were Uh, I wish it were true. The truth is that estimating how much you'll need is completely unique to each person. There's no specific percentage that covers everyone. You know, rule of thumb, they're oversimplified like the 70 to 80% rule. And oftentimes I think they do more harm than good. Uh, According to the Employee Benefit Research Institute, 52% of retirees that were surveyed spent more of their pre-retirement income during retirement. If you think about it, Tony, it makes perfect sense considering that many retirees ditch their work lifestyle for a more expensive active lifestyle. The amount of money that you'll need in retirement is entirely dependent on the individual. Yeah, you know, many people, they, they can probably expect that their retirement spending will decrease as they get older and they aren't able to do all the activities they did before. But on the flip side, their spending will also, will also likely increase uh, in later years as they age because of inflation and rising healthcare costs. So they, they don't spend money necessarily on travel and activities that, uh, that they're physically not able to do any longer, but the spending just shifts and goes into things like rising healthcare costs. So, you know, the point is no one knows exactly uh, what future inflation will be, how much health care issues and expenses you'll face someday. So telling someone the specific amount that they'll need in retirement, it doesn't really work. Uh, a better way to get a rough idea of how much you'll need in retirement is to put together a budget that's based on your unique situation and goals and then perform various tests with those figures based on various inflation rates and potential health care costs and see how it works out. It won't be 100% accurate, but I guarantee it'll be uh, a better estimate than the 70 to 80% rule. Just look at your life now. Would you have been able to accurately guess how much you would be spending today, 30 years ago? No way. Yeah. 
I mean, I wouldn't even be close. I mean, I would nope. have thought I'd Me be, uh, you know, living uh, a jet uh, a jet setter lifestyle. So sure. uh, my my uh, my accuracy of guessing how much I would spend is is uh, is quite a bit off. But regardless, it's helpful to save as much of an estimate and put as much of an estimate in place as possible. And 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 the right financial professional can help put these things together for you. Yeah. Well, and I think that's really an important concept right there to take into consideration is how much are you going to need? That's tough to figure out. I know that's something you help people work on, but you can you, you can never know and everybody's situation, like you say, is different. So what's another myth that you come across regarding retirement? Well, you know, in the old days, Tony, in, in the days of higher interest rates, many people assumed that when it came to investing, when they retired, all they needed was bonds and CDs. You know, back in the day, it was... That was my mom and dad's attitude. Yeah, I remember that. You know, I, I years ago, I had clients like that, and that's all they would do is they would just ladder uh, CDs and bonds. And when a CD or a bond would mature, they would just ladder it into a new one and they would pull the interest off. And, and it was it was really easy. Uh, but that was back in the day. Uh, you yeah. could invest conservatively because life expectancies were different. Inflation was different uh, and interest rates were different. Nowadays, that kind of investment portfolio may be good uh, for conservation and risk mitigation, but it might not be the best strategy if you want to increase your returns. Uh, you know, today's retirees, they really need to plan for a 30-year retirement and they need to factor in things like inflation. Uh, so on one hand, uh, you have to preserve your capital, but you also have to uh, preserve your purchasing power. And that's something that inflation erodes. So having some of your assets invested in stock in order to help add growth uh, or that growth component to your portfolio, it's not necessarily a bad move if it can help offset inflation. Uh, now, while there's no safe way to protect your portfolio from inflation, there are alternatives that can help counter inflation while protecting your capital. Yeah. Yeah. And there are options out there to protect your principal, things like that. And I know that you have a lot of different strategies you can utilize to help people create that retirement income and uh, protect uh, their people's savings. I mean, you have to protect it from outside factors. Like you mentioned, there's inflation and rising healthcare costs. Now, our time is actually up for this segment. Is there anything you want to add before we take a quick break here? Yeah, you know, uh, Tony, our goal at Nevada Retirement Planners is always to help our clients accomplish their uh, retirement income goals and set them up with the tools and strategies uh, to help them succeed uh, in reaching uh, these dreams. Now, if you'd like to help with this process, please feel free to visit my website at www.nvretirementplanners.com or give me a call at my office and set up a complimentary consultation. The number to call is 775-674-2222. All right. Well, I think that's a great offer for our listeners out there. I know that you love hearing from the listeners talk about topics they want us to discuss and setting up that consultation. Eric, you're a great guy to sit down and talk with. Uh, I would encourage our listeners to do that. There's no cost or obligation. What's that phone number one more time? It's 775-674-2222. 
There are 96 different months that you could file for Social Security benefits. There are over 9,000 combinations if you are married. But that's not all. There are advanced filing strategies that can also be used. By the time you factor it all in, there are over 20,000 calculations that need to be run to find the best way to file for Social Security benefits. Visit nvretirementplanners.com to request your free Social Security Maximization Report from Nevada Retirement Planners. You'll know exactly what to do and exactly when to do it. And welcome back to our last segment for this show, Seven Retirement Myths. Now we've been discussing all the different myths that sound retirement, including saving later when it's easier to save. Uh, the government or your company will take care of you. Uh, Medicare health insurance will cover health expenses. The save it, the uh, 70 to 80% uh, income rule. Uh, investing in more conservative assets is the way to go. And all of these myths, why they had their place or made sense for some people, don't necessarily apply to everyone uh, in the current economic landscape, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, those are those are popular myths. Uh, you know, hey, I'm going to save later. That's That'll be fine. Or the government's going to take care of me. Or, you know, Medicare is going to take care of it. Or I only need 70% of what I had. Uh, those are big myths that people, a lot of people still believe. Uh, and I know you, I used to think that way uh, before talking with you. So I appreciate the recap. And this is really helpful to review these common retirement myths. I'm sure we've all heard these, uh, but uh, it's really important to analyze how valid they still are. Could you give us another myth that you've heard in regards to retirement? Yeah. Another myth is that retirement means you no longer have to work. Now, while this is obviously the goal for most people, retirement has changed and it doesn't always follow the traditional full-time work becomes full-time leisure idea. Uh, you know, in order to make up for retirement income gap, many people are choosing to either uh, phase in their retirement, they gradually leave the workforce, uh, they choose second careers, uh, or they do part-time work to make a little money on the side. Uh, many people are finding that they are facing as much time as uh, in retirement as they did in their career. Uh, but 30 years of full-time leisure doesn't always provide happiness or fulfillment. I can tell you that. Many people yeah. are finding that their ideal retirement is kind of a balance between work and leisure. Uh, for some people, they have no choice but to work in retirement in order to help with their finances. Uh, having a nest egg that covers you for 30 plus years of retirement is a little hard to come by. So uh, this additional income from working can help. Yeah, well, I would imagine. So working in retirement might not be all that bad and a lot of people are gonna need that sort of routine or sense of accomplishment uh, throughout their lives to keep going. Uh, yeah. I've, I've seen that and I can see myself in that situation is there anything else uh, you can give us? Uh, is, are there any other myths you know of? Yeah. You know, another one is that the notion that retirement begins at 65 years old. And this is when Social Security and Medicare used to kick in at the same time. And, and a lot of company pensions would kick in at 65 as well. And since these benefits came in at 65, people felt 
unmotivated to continue working. So they would typically uh, retire around this age. Uh, this mentality isn't exactly applicable today though. Uh, pensions are rare. Social security may not provide enough incentive uh, to be a decision maker in your retirement plans. So, you know, retirement doesn't have a specific age anymore. It really starts when you're ready and you can afford it. Uh, some people retire in their 30s, while some people never retire. It depends on the individual and their unique financial situation. Well, this has been a great show going over the seven retirement myths, kind of uh, debunking some of them. I think that's really good to know. Uh, we're out of time for this week's show or almost out of time. Is there anything else you want to add before we go? Well, I'm hoping that our listeners got something out of our show today and they can separate some of the myths from the truths of retirement planning. You know, after all, having the right retirement plan is really what we're shooting for here. It's it's of the utmost importance. And you don't want to jeopardize all that by following uh, some of these retirement myths. So, you know, I always encourage people to get the right help of the right professional. And you can create a strategy that can help your finances and retirement income plans stay on course. So if you have any questions about today's show or comments, please do not hesitate to contact me at 775-674-2222. And please uh, ask to set up a complimentary consultation. I'm happy to help. You can also visit my website at nvretirementplanners.com. Uh, you can download uh, a lot of good information off the website as well, or just shoot me a note that you'd like to uh, set up a consultation. So uh, please reach out. I'm always available and uh, I'm happy to help. All right. Well, thank you so much, Eric. And listeners, thanks for tuning in for today's episode of Financially Tuned with Eric Cheek of Nevada Retirement Planners. Thank you for listening to Financially Tuned. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Eric Cheek at Nevada Retirement Planners. Call 775-674-2222 or visit their website at nvretirementplanners.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Eric Cheek and Nevada Retirement Planners are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. 